0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. In this episode, we will look at the round 5 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross season. They are at Indianapolis, round number 2 of 3. This was the Tuesday round. This is the second Tuesday round of the series, And this race, I was really looking at Ken Roxon and how he would respond, because when you look at Salt Lake City, this is where he would tend to struggle, and he did not in this race. He didn't get the whole shot, but he was able to pass Justin Barsha, who did, and Roxon won. This is the strongest season I have ever seen from Ken Roxon. Uh, outside of one race he's starting up front every single race and that's what he needs to do in to win the series uh he's kind of performing like ryan Dungey did uh to win the 2015 and 16 championships uh, roxon actually is looking like the best guy tomac does have speed but the one thing tomac lacks is the starts and with roxon what you have to look at is not crashing and getting the big injury. That's the one thing that has prevented him from ever winning a championship at this point. If you look at his career, 2014 rookie year, uh, lots of injuries. That's going to happen at your rookie rookie year. That's typically outside of Dungy and McGrath. That you, Typically, rookies don't do that well. 2015, uh, pretty much uh, injured himself in Oakland. 2016 just he lost to a guy that was better than him and that was Dungey. 2017 he probably would have went down to the wire with dunge or tomac depending upon who would have done better and then he 2018 2019 we just don't know because of the health situation but this year is the closest we've ever seen him to probably like the 2016 version of him, which was the best version of him that we've seen so far. But if he were to keep the starts up, as we've seen, and if he doesn't have any letdowns or any bad starts on Tuesdays, he is pretty much, I think, going to lead this championship. I don't see any flaws in... In his game so far this season. He's only had one race where he's had a bad start. And he kind of, as long as he stays away from Cooper Webb, he pretty much has a flawless race. His only weakness or kryptonite seems to be Cooper Webb. And I, I can't really explain that. And I've gone through some of his issues in previous podcasts where he... Typically, at the end, middle part towards the end of the seasons are where he typically struggles. So, since Tuesday, since the first two Tuesdays of the season, he seems to be okay. I'm going to be looking at the middle part of the year or towards the tail end if he can maintain. If he can, the championship is basically his. The only rider that I can foresee that has a chance of beating him is Eli Tomac, and the the re, the biggest reason why I can see that is because they just released the Atlanta track maps, and honestly, they realistically kind of really they really just look like Daytonas, so if if that's said, I have to say that they're engineered for Tomac victories. Uh, I mean that I, I can realistically see four Tomac victories, so he's gonna at least gain 12 points there, 12 points or more. I mean, unless Tomac really screws up, Tomac does feature those races. But Tomac, to me doesn't really look like the Tomac of the previous four seasons and that worries me in terms of you know being a Tomac fan. But either way, Roxon does have a really good shot for winning this championship Now, now, he's built up a 13-point lead, even with losing some points from a Red Cross penalty and also from the Dween, uh, Dean, Dean Wilson mishap. So, good for him. Uh, first rider to go back-to-back. I believe this is the first time he has won back-to-back races since 2017, since his injury. And he keeps moving up on the record books. So, we'll have to see. Uh, on Saturday is going to be a big race for him if he can maintain it. Uh, Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb really need to win to end this winning streak. Uh, Cooper Webb, uh, sorry, Cooper Webb got fourth place. Didn't get the start he needed. He got 11th off the start. Was able to battle up to fourth. He was able to pass Aaron Plessinger on the last lap. I was actually quite surprised. Plessinger. I thought was going to get fourth place, but he, he faded at the end. Cooper, it's going to be interesting to see if he if he doesn't win this championship, if he's going to blame the team for going to this air shock. It's going to be controversial because so far people are going to blame Marvin's starts on how Marvin's doing, but I don't know what KTM's doing because Dunge, Dunge had his problems with the air shock and now cooper webb and marvin are both are doing well it's going to be people are going to be like what are we doing or are we really gonna put all our eggs in one basket on this one shock when no other team even wants to do this because it seemed it's seemingly like ktm likes to do these specialty projects and as a fan I, i i just i don't even know because When Dunge was on it, everybody was like, oh, we all want to be on this KTM. But then they shoot themselves in his foot when you don't need to make these radical upgrades when the bike is good enough. I mean, it's the Yamaha and Cowie are the two best bikes. And then finally, KTM finally is a respectable bike. And you start making these exotic bike changes when you don't really need to. And we already see Cooper Webb is already having some issues. So we'll have to see. Uh, Justin Barsha got second place. He uh, got the whole shot. He did fade a little bit, but uh, he was able to hold off Tomac. Prior seasons, that was actually not possible. I I don't think if Justin was on the Yamaha, I don't think that was actually going to continue to happen. But on the Gas Gas, he's able to show some speed. And for Justin Barshaw fans, that is wonderful to see from him. He still has a long shot to win this championship. I think the variance for results, as long as he doesn't have any mechanicals, is there. Uh, the speed is there. And it's wonderful to see. I, I just think that Roxon is a little bit more of a level than Justin. But for finally, he got the monkey off his back, and he can hold off Eli Tomac. Now, for Eli, it's becoming kind of an, it's a scary trend for him that he can't pass riders that he could pass the last few years. Uh, he never had a problem passing rocks in the last few years, and last round he did. And now he's having a hard time passing Justin Barsha. So... Those are six points right there that he could have made up. But now he is more points down. Currently 14. He could have had, like I said, six points the uh, the last two rounds if he were able to make the passes. But we'll see if he can win Indy 3 and get to Orlando. Uh, It's going to be tough for him because... He's so inconsistent on the starts, and Roxon on this Honda seemingly has improved his starts, which so far this season, Ken Roxon has been almost the best on the starts outside of Adam Sorello. So if Eli can't fix his starts, it's going to be one of those things where dungey it's going to be pretty much what Tomac's flaw was in 2015, 2016, and almost to an extent in 2017 where if Dungey got the start, Tomac just wasn't gonna catch him because Dungey had enough speed to win the race, and that's what's exactly what is gonna to happen to with Roxon. So Plessinger got fifth place, that's great for him been a up and down some races he's there some races he's not but Yamaha has to be happy with the results he is getting better top fives is where he should be after winning two championships with that team looks like the bike is better and he is responding to the bike I'm just happy for him because he's actually producing and that's something that he hasn't been hopefully it translates to outdoors because there are Plessinger fans and hopefully he's with the team next year for if if you are a fan of Plessinger uh Adam Censarello odd race for him Uh, he was up there at the start and then he he really faded I I I don't know what exactly had to him i sorry had or what happened to him he still got a top six finish position which is good for him Still fifth in the points, but I understand he's still coming back from injury, but getting a third-place start and dropping back the sixth, I understand Aaron Plessinger is doing better this season, but Adam shouldn't get passed by Aaron. That's something that I should not be seeing. So hopefully Adam corrects that for the remaining part of the season. Because Adam, I think, should be top three every single race for the rest of the season. Zach Osborne, still not good starts. Tenth on the start, but this race struggled. Only finished seventh. He's eighth in points now. I think this is where we're going to see Zach unless he gets a good start. It's the one thing that I am extremely concerned about with Zach it's, as I said in many of my other podcasts, it's just the one thing with Supercross, I'm going to ha- hammer this down, it's just he's not good at starts, and it's the same thing that Dylan Ferrandis, which I might as well just tie these two together, since they are unable to correct their starts, which Dylan finished ninth, that they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have mistakes or issues that come about, and they're going to have tip-overs and crashes. And since they're unable to correct these issues, they're going to finish where they're going to finish, and they're never going to have a chance to win a championship. Eli has the speed to come up from the ninth place start and finish third. Dylan or Zach just don't typically have those speeds. Now, I understand Zach did it in a couple races, but Zach has more of a tendency to make a tip-over or a mistake in supercross doesn't necessarily happen in motocross but supercross these things happen dylan just in general gets bad starts so he started 12th, finished ninth not much you're going to do there if dylan doesn't um solve his start problem that's basically where he's going to be his whole entire career uh joey Savacci got eighth that's that's good for him Getting top 10s is where he needs to finish, uh, like I said, after not having a season last year for getting injured at the foreign races. Malcolm, Malcolm Stewart, top 10, uh, not flashy at all. That has to be disappointing for him after starting round one with top five. Marvin Muskan, just nowhere to be found, not getting the starts. He won the Heat race, which was great, but when I just, you know, after getting third in round one, now I got into it, I, I tweeted Callum Brower of Racer X. I mean, he was trying to make these excuses for, like, oh, Marvin's crashed all these starts, but at some point, it's just not a good season. I mean, I understand that you can make fun of the power rankings, and, you know, I did agree with him at the time. Because people kind of tend to forget about Marvin and he has finished third in points the last few years. But this is beyond the trend when you're five rounds in and you're not even barely in the top ten. So Marvin is struggling right now and with the starts I don't know if it's the air shock or what. You can definitely tell that the whoops are a major problem this season more than it's it's I mean that's always been noticeable noticeable, but this season, it's extremely noticeable because you look at Dylan go through the whoops and then you look at Marvin go through the whoops and oh my God, it's it's night and day. So Marvin is just he's just not looking good this year at all. Uh, Brock Tickle got twelfth. That's an improvement for him. Uh, That's probably the best result of his season. Uh, Benny Bloss thirteenth. That's going to be his best result of the season. Mart Martin Davalos fourteenth. Kyle Kyle Chisholm Chiz is going to Chiz. He got fifteenth. That's what you're basically looking for for him for privateer. Justin Bogle got sixteenth. Start you know. When you're looking at Bogle, you're thinking, where's the starting point with him? But I think I think roughly as a fan, you're basically with him. This has to be your last year. Brandon Hartraft, 17th. And because of the injuries are starting to prop up, you're really starting to get some other riders in here. Carlin Gardner, his second main, or I believe he got 18th. Uh, Vince Friese had to go through LCQ again, I believe. Um, oh, he qualified 17th. No, he didn't. I'm sorry. He almost had to go through the LCQ. That's right. He got 9th because he passed Alex Ray. Uh, he got 19th. Um, Alex Ray qualified for his third main event of the year through the LCQ. And then Cade Clayson. Uh, great for him to make it his first main event since his FIM suspension great for him to see him he got 21st and then I don't know what happened to Brayton. I have not been able to listen to any of the uh, RacerX review pods but uh, Justin Brayton got 22nd still 11th in points but that's really going to hurt him in the points in, in general So when you're looking at the points in general, Ken Roxon has started to inch up with that points lead. Guys are really going to have to start winning. Uh, Cooper Webb is down by 13. Tomac by 14. And then Barsha is down by 20. Cincerello is down by 25. And anyone else is almost out of the points lead in general. But six is Ferrandis. Malcolm is 7th. Osborne is 8th. Marvin is ninth, Plessinger is 10th. And anything after that is just not even worth saying because those guys are out of the points contention. 450 class, honestly, wasn't really where the drama was. The the drama was the 250 class. And uh, at the time, I was watching... I, I I had the Peacock app. On because I the the show or at least the race wasn't on live TV uh, at the time, so and then I looked up my uh, I was on Twitter, and I saw some tweets that Oldenburg was in because during the LCQ I had the uh, Piazza I I can't pronounce his name but I had uh, the other guy in and I'm like. Oldenburg didn't make it in because he was, I saw him walking off and then come to find out that the AMA screwed him. And I'm like, well, how in the fuck did he make the main event? And I'm like, come the fuck on. And after listening to Pulp and a few other outlets, I'm just like, I know the AMA has fucked up but this is supposed to be a professional fucking organization how how do we even what what the fuck is going on so I, I have no idea i don't want to listen to the rules the guy did not qualify look here's the deal first of all how do you not even understand the rule book and i i mean look he was having engine problems and oldenburg if if the mechanic is good enough you know what? Maybe he did change Oldenburg's engine on time or fast enough. Maybe he was that talented enough. And then knowing that you screwed up doesn't mean you let Oldenburg in the back of the, of, of the row. I have never heard of that before. That is an arena cross thing. And to do that in a prof- professional race... Is insane, and it's just frustrating. And it it doesn't even make Supercross like professional. When you when you're looking at the professional motorsports, I I understand that they consider Supercross action sports, but let, let's be real, it's motorsports. When when you look at all of the motorsports, NASCAR is one, NHRA is two, IndyCar three. In the United States, and then Supercross, Motocross is four. You want to increase your viewership in that retrospect. You need to start acting more professional. You need to have your shit together. And you need to have that should not be happening. What you need to do with Oldenburg is basically apologize and move on. Basically, pay back his entry fee. You need to basically uh, Just basically apologize, do something to the team, help them out in some way, come up with different type of options. But they didn't race, they didn't qualify for the main event. If you don't want the guy who finished fifth in the L C Q, because I I understand if you don't want him in the main event, I get it. If you just want twenty one guys racing, I get it. That's fine. But you don't put a guy in just because Jet Reynolds. Jet Reynolds. I'm sorry jet lawrence is a racing that that's not how you do things but they did that and that was a joke and the the sad thing is oldenberg was running fourth for a lot of the races or a lot of the race now then he crashed out and finished or sorry didn't crash out but then he had motor problems and then he uh finished 20th so it was kind of a moot point anyway But it just showed it was kind of a cluster bleep and true fans knew it. And probably uh, regular fans were or casual fans probably didn't understand. But at least your hardcore fans were like, what are you doing? It, it, It was just one of those frustrating things that get your shit together. But regardless of that 250s, Colt Nichols won. He Got his points lead up to 11 points. Uh, He pretty much he he has two more races to put a pretty much a stamp on this championship. As long as he keeps at least a I got gotta have to say at least a eight to 10 point points lead going into the break with two races to go he. Has a pretty good shot of winning the championship to uh, Christian Craig. Um, Now, Mosman, I thought, was going to win the race. Uh, Mosman was actually running a higher pace than Colt, but uh, Mosman ran into uh, Max Miller. Now, Mosman did did the best he could to not run into Max, but it was an unfortunate accident. Hopefully, uh, Max Miller's okay. Uh, I thought M- Mosman was going to pretty much win his first race, but you know Colt got it. Um, yeah, it was a it, it Colt, you know Colt. If uh, I still think Austin Forkner would have won the championship if healthy, but you know you have to be there to win, and Colt's going to win this championship. It's going to be interesting to see if Colt comes back to try to defend this championship next year because. If everyone's healthy going into next year, and if Austin's back, I don't see Colt defending it next year, but we'll see. Uh, Joel Simota got fourth. Now, that's what you expect for Joe. He, he was 15th off the start because he uh, he was down. Uh, that's what you expect for him because of the way the field is, but good for him. Uh, Grant Harlan got fifth. Jeremy Hand, sixth. Uh, Joshua Vararas got 7th, Josh Osby 8th, Logan Cardown, 9th, Kevin Moran is 10th, Wilson Fleming 11th, Lane Shaw 12th, 13th Devin Harman, Lorenzo Caporonas 14th, Curran Thurman 15th, Hunter Scholar, Hunter Scholar 16th, Luke Ness 17th, Vincent Lovy 18th Thomas Doe, 19th. Mitchell Oldenburg, 20th. Max Miller, 21st. John Short, 22nd. Now, this was also another mishap. For Until they revised this, they actually somehow had John Short at zero points. That was another fine mishap by the AMA. How, how do you get your calculations where the guy finished, even though last place, you gave him zero points? How do how. Uh... I don't even know how you even do that. And then um, because they added an extra rider, Jet Lawrence, who didn't even race, got 23rd. Now, Jet Lawrence, uh, no word yet exactly what his injuries are. Shoulder injury, uh, could be collarbone-ish, could just be deep bruising. We'll have to find out if he will miss Saturday's race. He did race the LCQ, but he was not the same rider he was good enough to beat the talentless level of the lcq riders that pretty much ended his championship hopes for this year though he did he did show talent he did win a race that's more than what he did last year Jet needs to work on a lot of things going into 2022, and the one thing he needs to work on is his emotional side. Yes, he's only 17 years old, so we do have to look at that, but there are scary tendencies that we realistically do need to look at with Jet because he does show some immaturity and then when he's on the bike he does show a lot of skill but he does show weaknesses in the whoops and that's where a lot of his crashes so far have tended to be uh and then one of the the other crashes that happened where the last one well the other one oh well the one that happened the, the where you got the blame knows was the whoops but then the last one that happened he crashed on a top box Funny how they moved those tough box after that happened. But either way, uh, he needs to figure out the whoops. And then he just needs to control his emotions after controversy happens. Now, hopefully he's healthy going into outdoors. Because he does have the ability to win outdoors. But it's going to be a tight field because he's going to be going up against Forkner again in that field. Now, the weakness for Forkner going into outdoors, though is Forkner hasn't ridden outdoors since it's been about three years now, and Forkner hasn't completed an entire outdoor ever because Forkner, again, has gotten hurt. So we'll have to see. Saturday will be the final Indy round. We'll hopefully, Hopefully it's a good round. And then we go to Orlando the following Saturday where that will be the final round for the East. And then they will take a, a long break until Salt Lake City. And then the West take over. Uh, they will take over the, the following Saturday after that where they will get Orlando. Then they get a week break and then they go to Daytona. So that will be the Supercross podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. I will do a Super Bowl preview podcast next.